Welcome to the Thunder Underground podcast, episode number 48. My name is Trent, and I'm joined by Jason. Hello, hello. Hello. We've got a great one this week. We've got all four members of Screaming Red Mutiny yes. joining us. Is a good one. Yeah, we're going to play play a brand new track from him as well. But before we get into all that, we want to remind you to go to thethunderunderground.com. From there, you can find all our previous podcasts, find previous reviews of stuff. You can find links to all our social medias, which are Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, and of course, SoundCloud, where all these are hosted. Speaking of Screaming Red Mutiny, get on SoundCloud, go back, man, like 30 episodes now, probably, to find Sprout. Yeah. He was on there back in the teens sometime. <laughs> And our formative teen years. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great one. This one we're getting, you know, of course we get more into just what Screaming Red Mutiny is about. Everything that's going on. But with that one with Sprout, we got into a lot of his past and influence and just all kinds of random stuff. But before we get into all the Screaming Red Mutiny talk, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple albums that have come out in the past few weeks. The first one being Anvil. That's right. Which on the last episode you called me out on because I, I had I had listened to part of it but <laughs> had never gotten around to completing it. But I went ahead and did that, like I told you I would. Good, good. A man of your word. I yeah. like that. And it's Anvil. I was going to do it anyway. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> it's called Anvil is Anvil because it's Anvil, and that's what they do. That's yeah. right. Alliteration is the order of the day for these guys. <laughs> that's a good point because that's something I thought <laughs> about with this album. Is a lot of the song titles. You see the song title, then the song starts, and you're like, yeah, that's what this should have been called. You know, they're oh, very yeah, straightforward. They're They've always been that way. I mean, Butterbust Jerky. <laughs> Come on. You right. got to love it. Right. People out there going, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, it's it's Go about, back. As, about as crazy as backwaxed. <laughs> Deep in the catalog of Anvil, and you will find this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the new album, Anvil is Anvil, came out at the end of February, and... In typical Anvil fashion, it's a barn burner from start to finish. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is just meat and potatoes metal. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This album won't let you down. This album has what you need, especially for, you know, cracking some beers open on a Saturday night and just turning it up. Uh, this song, ha I mean, this, excuse me, this album has just chock full of just badass riffs and killer hooks. Uh, you know, what'd you think of it? Oh, I loved it. It's, uh, you know, Anvil is one of those things you pretty much always know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, in the fashion of like ACDC or someone like that, there's nothing that's really changed over the years, but it's always good. There's always new riffs. There's always new stuff that keeps you intrigued if you're into Anvil, if you're into that kind of metal. That's right. And they're, you know, we talked about it before. They're one of those bands that you know, hasn't really ever caught over into the mainstream, even when people talk about historical metal bands. And I know the the documentary that came out like 10 years ago or whenever that was, you know, helped put a little bit more spotlight on them, but they're still way under the radar to a lot of people. Oh, big time. I mean, they're still, you know, they're, they're still mucking it out in the clubs and that's fine yeah. and that's great. And, you know, they, they, they are doing a little better than they were. Uh, they, I yeah. don't think they have to have jobs anymore. Right. Well, they can't. They're always on the road, always on the road. Uh, so that, and it, it, for them, it, it, when they caught back on, 
you know, to now, I mean, they got to be close to 60. Uh, I mean, they're just, uh, they're killing it. And it's just a testament to having passion for what you do and for, uh, you know, really just not giving up. And, you know, now they're, they're all over, they're touring Europe, opening for Udo, uh, sold out everywhere. Uh, you gotta love it. So, uh, you know, more power to them. And I think that, you know, you just can't count them out. They they just keep coming back. Yeah, and if people aren't real familiar with them or have never listened to them, just go check out that documentary first and first, foremost because it's just a great music documentary. Oh yeah, I mean, I I watched it earlier. I Today? knew, yeah, I knew we were <laughs> going to talk about them. I knew that this was coming up, and I listened to the new album again. I've listened to it like a million times since it came <laughs> out, and, and uh, you know, I watched it just a little bit ago just so I could get in the that headspace and uh it's just such a telling open story i mean you, you can't go wrong and uh it, it it'll kind of choke you up every now and then yeah and these guys are an influence on bands that are became huge you know and oh big time they never did themselves but like you said they've never given it up you know we've had the opportunity now to see them twice over the past eight or nine years and they're just a great live band. I talked about this last time we talked about their single. It's a three-piece, but even live, it doesn't sound like a three-piece. It's, you know, it just has this fullness to it, you know. It doesn't it doesn't need anything more than what it's got. No, you know, it, it, it doesn't, yeah. And that's usually typically not the type of the type of genre of music that, you know, would incorporate a three-piece, which is cool. Yeah, very very <laughs> You know, and you've seen uh, they they've had an additional guitar player, uh, you know, or they and, and you know they've had that before, and it Best just uh, they don't. I mean, you know, all in that movie they had they, they had a second a rhythm guitar player the whole time, but they really don't need it. I mean, they're they're just a powerhouse just as they are. So you know, I mean, again, more power to them. Yeah, and this thing kicks off. Daggers and Rum. See, that's yeah. one of my favorite ones on the whole album. Same here. It's just it's it's the song sounds exactly like it. The title says it's exactly, yeah. It's got this whole pirate feel to it. <laughs> you know, just pirate metal. <laughs> yeah, and and what I thought about it was it, it kind of it's a great album. You know, it's a great uh, kickoff song for an album, and it kind of what I liked was it, it's a little bit more epic than what Anvil is known for. That's true. Uh, a little bit bigger. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, that was a really, uh, you know, again, you know, these guys are 60 years old and, you know, they're a million times better than bands that are 20 years old. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, I think Die for a Lie is a great single. Yeah. That just has a pop to it. Yeah. You just can't go wrong with that. And it's got a great message. Yeah. And, uh. That's the other thing we've talked about before, the the opening drums on that. You know, it's Oh just, yeah, dude. It's just right in your face like it should be. And you know, he's a guy that has always been underrated as far as drummers, as far oh, as always just yeah. in all of rock and metal. Yeah. You know. His name doesn't get brought up when people are talking about great drummers and it should, you know. That's right. just, just like Lars Ulrich has said a million times, that that's who that's who they looked up to back in the day was how do we get to be as good as Rob Reiner. And that guy is a monster. He, he's he's like animal on the drum set. He really is. <laughs> right. You know? 
I think uh, after Daggers and Rum, my favorite track is probably Ambushed. Yeah, and it's, that's a good one. It's got that killer opening riff, and it's just, you know, in your face. Like, well, all anvils in your face, <laughs> but, you know. It just, you, it just jumped out to me the most, yeah. I think. What do you think of Zombie Apocalypse? That kind of had a, yeah. a stomp to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. Like, you mentioned Zombie Apocalypse and Daggers and Rum and whatever else, Gun Control, whatever. It's like they all have, all their stuff seems to always have a grand theme. Yeah. <laughs> as well. That's right. You know, it's not just, you know, here's a song about, you know, me being happy or sad, it's it has this total huge. Th- there epic, is a subject. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's a big subject. You could make a movie out of what we're talking about right now. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's you know, and there's sometimes you know you got songs that have like the you know the lyrics are where you know you could interpret it as this or you could interpret it as that. <laughs> well, there's no, there's none of that here. I mean, you you are getting the straight deal here. The gun control is about gun control. Right. So, I mean, and, and they, they, they've been like that forever. Right. You know, they've always, they have a song called Flying, and what's it about? Flying, and they name a bunch of cities and countries and stuff. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's, it's like a less corny version of Kissing Time. But anyways, <laughs> right. I, we're, we're getting way off there. But, yeah, I mean, you are, uh, you know exactly what you're going to get with Anvil, and that's one of the... That's one of the uh, reasons I like him. I mean, I like stuff that's basic, short, to the point, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I, I just like stuff that's sharp, cleaned up, and that's why I love bands like, you know, uh, I don't I don't even know what, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's really, it caters to my tastes big time. So that's why I identify with Anvil so much. Yeah, and they got the video for the song Runaway Train, where they've got the, all the kids that have ran away and are missing, and it's helped to bring a lot of kids back home. Really? No, I just described Soul Asylum, dude. Oh, I, I had no idea. See, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, because I'm in such a non-Soul Asylum headspace for the last, <laughs> oh, I don't know, all my fucking life. <laughs> so, I, you got me on that one. Hey, but you knew that video. Come yes, on. I did. I did. I did. I just, it's been so long, it totally escaped me. You got me, Trey. Sorry, that was my one bad joke for the podcast. I, I've got to do it at least once. I, I don't know. You, you got a lot of bad jokes, but anyways, anyways. <laughs> well, we've also got the new album from Monster Truck. Yes. And they're another band that's not not too mainstream yet, but hopefully they'll get there. They've got a killer sound. They, they're accessible enough where they could fit on the radio, but it's not, you know, generic in the least. These guys are from Canada, which baffles my mind because you don't ever hear bands. I mean, at least (laughs) us down here, we're not from there where we hear all the unknown independent bands, but you just don't hear this sound usually come from Canada. It's usually coming from the deep South or something. It either comes from around here or the South or uh, strangely enough, England, right? Because a lot of British bands love this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so we're you know surprised at another Canadian thing, uh, <laughs> but that's good. That's great. That's true. Two Canadian yeah, bands yeah. in a row. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that uh, Monster Truck is just you know it's weighty, it's it's groovy, it's got a swagger. If you like you know stuff like Scorpion Child and 
Crowbot. Uh, even Clutch to a point. Even Clutch. I think if you if you dig bands like even Rival Sons to to a degree. Yeah. I think that you're just you're gonna love Monster Truck. There's no way you're not gonna love Monster Truck. Yeah, it's a little bit of that '70s feel with a little bit of the stoner feel, and just a good you know melodic thing tying it all together. Yeah. And his, you know, we've talked about this. The new album sounds, it sounds a little bit different than the first album. Uh, Fu- what's the first album called? Furiosity. Mm-hmm. This fir- this new one's called Sitting Heavy. And it's a little more, I don't Which, know. Which, hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, that's just a badass title. <laughs> Sitting Heavy. Yeah. It, I mean, it totally sets the tone for that attitude of the band, I think. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, it's cool. <laughs> I think this one's a little more... Uh, I don't know the right way to put it. It doesn't, you know, he sings a little bit different to me as well. The first one, he was a little bit higher in a lot of his vocals. Yeah. And this one, you know, there's some of that, but there's more like, um, like the single that they're playing on Octane is Don't Tell Me How to Live. And it's, uh, you know, he's singing a little bit deeper, but he's still got that, you know, that soulfulness, that Southern style. You know, we kind of compared him to Joe Altier a little bit for Brand New Sin. Yeah. And it's just, it's just got, it's just full of great tracks and there's, it's a lot of diversity too. Like there's the song For the People, which is real, the first time I heard it, (laughs) I said, this sounds like, well, I said Oak Ridge Boys, but I meant Alabama. Yeah. It's just got that whole 70s country feel to it. And then it, but it, you know, it has heavy guitars. So it's kind of like something you would hear from, you know, Shooter Jennings or Kid Rock or something. Where exactly. It's, it's real country feel, but rock mixed with it. And it's just catchy as hell. It sounds like the type of song that 30 years down the line, people would be singing as something classic. But sadly, with this day and age, that probably won't happen. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But it, it's it, just like you said, and that's a perfect description, Alabama with heavy guitars. <laughs> and I, I love Alabama. I don't care what anyone says. But this is just awesome with, you know, heavy guitars and... It just, you know, you said 30 years from now, I could see people 30 years ago or now or 30 years from now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those timeless deals and it's just such a fun song to listen to. The type of music that spans the ages. That's right. (laughs) Play it really loud. Yeah. But yeah, this whole thing, Black Forest, She's a Witch, The Enforcer, Why Are You Not Rocking kicks off the album. It's just... It's just something you should check out if you're into hard rock and metal music. Yep. So, and and if you haven't got this album yet, why 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 aren't you rocking? <laughs> yeah. Well, then, and they also they're on this tour. I don't know if it started yet, but this month or next month with uh, Volbeat and Blackstone Cherry. Oh, so, that's right. I forgot about that. That's that's quite a bill. Yeah, and so that's that could be a good thing for them. Getting out there because you know that should draw a big crowd. Yeah, with oh, Volbeat yeah. and Blackstone Cherry on there. Definitely, yeah, that's not coming anywhere around here, is it? No, that sucks balls. It's not even really a long tour; it's like a couple, two or three weeks, I think. But, yeah, yeah, short run. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, still haven't seen this band live, so I'm hoping it happens soon enough. I'm sure we will. I'm yeah, sure we will. Yeah. Well, all that out of the way, we've got a third band we're going to talk about that's not from Canada. <laughs> They're actually from Oklahoma. Damn straight. <laughs> and before we talk about them, we want to play a song for you. This song's brand new. It actually just, they just released it less than a week ago. 
and it's called Last Goodbye. Goodbye from Screaming Red Mutiny. There you go. You remember to say it this time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for pointing out <laughs> the fact that I didn't say it to start off. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> what I do. 
you know? Well, I wouldn't be a friend if I didn't do that, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So Screaming Red Mutiny is the name of the band, as you know. That's probably why you're listening. Thank you for listening. Yes, and thanks to the guys for letting us play that song. It's a great fucking song. Yeah, brand new, just came out this past week. First thing I want to say is I love the fact that this song sounds nothing like King Shifter, The Joint Effect, Blackwater Rebellion, or even The Dogs. That's right. It's it's yeah. That's badass that you said that. That was <laughs> going to be the first thing I was going to start talking about. Right. Yep. Yeah, so they're they're all doing something something new, something a little different. You know, I mean, for them at least. Yeah. And you know, the first thing that jumps out is obviously Sprout's vocals yeah. because they're He's going for something different there. Yeah, he sure is. And it's and it works. He does it well. Oh, definitely. He's definitely expanding what we know from him, at least. You know, at least from my experience. You know, the King Shifter stuff. And, you know, it's a, you know, a lot more smooth, laid back, you know, just melodic instead of the, you know, the rough. You know, he always had that kind of soulful roughness to him in the, the King Shifter stuff. But this is just a... It's just a, a cool vibe, you know, and I like where it's going. It's hard to say if that's what everything he's going to do with Scream Red Mutiny is. We don't yeah. know yet. But, yeah. you know, I imagine it's going to be diverse. Yeah. You know, because all these guys can do that. So, and the song itself is great. It's a great melodic melodic metal song. It's has the, you know, a real modern kind of metal sound to it. But it's, you know, nothing... There's nothing generic about it in the least. No, no, and it's not just at all. a great, just a great track from the beginning to end. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this song has heavy. This song has hooks. Uh, this song has, uh, you know, it's got, it's got, uh, it, you, you know, it's got bounce. Uh, this is just a, a great hard rock track. Um, we were, you know, we got to see uh, John Lotta lay down the guitars. Uh, as you you'll hear, you know, we we got to go in the studio and hang out with them and. Uh, you know, it was just, uh, this, this song, this song is a great calling card. It's a great first, you know, impression. Uh, you know, it sets the tone. Um, I, I like, I like what's going on with this band. I mean, they've got a kick-ass logo. I like that logo. Yeah. It's real, like, strong and direct. Uh, it, it's just, there's, there's a good vibe with this band. And, uh, you know, I, I have to really congratulate them, like you said, for, each one of them are stepping out of the box and, you know, doing something different. And I think that that is going to pay off well for these guys. Uh, they're very smart to do this, and uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, and they all all four of them come from bands that we personally love. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we've played tracks from a couple of them before, and, you know, they're, they, all, they all have this background. I think the last time we talked about them, I called it, you know, a super group of, you know, area musicians. Cause it basically is, they're all from bands that people in this area know. And it's just cool to see this come together and to work out the way it obviously has, at least so far in the first four minutes, you know, that we've oh, heard yeah. from them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But we knew it would with the guys involved. I wasn't worried that it wasn't gonna. Yeah, true. True. And like you said, we got <laughs> to go in the studio. That was an, that was a very cool and honor that they asked us to come over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like you said, we got to see him record some of the guitars and see the process going on. And then we did the interview after that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's one thing, you know, we love doing this kind of stuff, but to be invited into, you know, the process, right? That's especially a, when it's a, a, a new kind of thing, uh, very cool, very cool of these guys. Yeah, it's a totally different step than just coming and sitting down with someone, you know, oh, yeah, inviting you into something <laughs> yeah. that even their close friends weren't there, you know? So it's Yeah, just, that's right, and they, they had us two knuckleheads in there. Right. <laughs> but you mentioned a logo, they talked about that in here, they talk about the how the band came together, you know, the sound, writing, all that kind of stuff, where they're taking it, that kind of thing. And I know they announced they've got a show in Kansas City coming up, and I think that's the only thing they've announced. But they do have other stuff coming. They just can't say it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure, but just go to Facebook and type in Screaming Red Mutiny. Give them a follow, and you'll be able to find out all this stuff. They're not just going to be in Tulsa. They're going to be all over the place. Yeah, I'm they, sure. they, they are. Uh, they they have plans, and it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. Well, are we ready to get into this interview? That's right. Let's do it. John's uh, mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Remember when? Uh, remember when Prince went silent and he didn't say nothing to nobody for a while, and he was on Good Morning America, and Joan London was sitting there, and Prince was sitting there with his his glasses on, and he had his hood over his head, and he had the word "slave" shaved to the side of his head, and she he was going by the artist, formerly known as Prince, and she goes, "Well, good morning, Prince. It's nice to have you, Prince." Uh, yes, the artist formerly known as Prince wishes to tell you that uh, he's no longer going by Prince anymore. He is simply known as the artist formerly known as Prince, or the artist. She just kind of has this look on her face like, okay. So, tell me something about this new record, Crystal Ball. He said it's some of the best work he's ever done. I was like, oh man, Prince is so awesome, man. He, like, he didn't have to say nothing. He, he's one of the only guys that could do that. Right. right. <laughs> and not get seen as some like cocky weirdo, you know. But he was really, he's really fighting for his, you know, his stuff, man. And he got it. Yeah. He eventually got it back. Every so. bit of it. <laughs> well, we've had you on before and mm-hmm. everybody knows your voice. So everybody just talk once so people can hear your voice know who you are in case they don't know you yeah. what's up what's your name <laughs> the mic uh, I'm John Halata Anthony or Tony whichever cool cool Greg Manuel but everybody calls me Sprout right on so just cool. getting right into this where how'd this come about the Screaming Red Mutiny well um I've been living here for a while at that point, and, uh, you know, I got a chance to walk around town and see who uh, who does what and who plays in the scene and who some of the best musicians in the area are, and uh, I've I've always been a, a big Joint Effect fan, I'm a big John Halata fan, I've always loved his playing and I always loved his vocal, and he didn't have a problem putting his soul out there, kind of like me, and those people are kind of rare. In that, in that sense. So I've wanted to work with John Halata for a few years before, you know, at the point. And 
you know, this, the planets just have not aligned until now for that. And either I'd be doing something or he'd be doing something or, you know, it's just time for that now. <laughs> yeah, really, once Tony brought this seven string down to me, it was, I was on the phone with Sprout right away. <laughs> and I was already playing with the joint effect um, as their drummer, so it was a real easy transition for me to, because I've always, I've wanted to work with Sprout for a while. John and I were already together, so it just seemed like the natural thing to do. I had tried to work with Sprout a couple of times, and there was always uh, different things coming up to where it was preventing us to really get into it 100%. But then once I, tuning a couple of times was the issue, and once I got the slower tuning, it, I knew it was on then. <laughs> and then we had to go through the, uh, the process of finding the, that last member. And uh, Sprout had told us about Mike. <clears throat> Mike was working with uh, another project at the time. He told us about Mike and said that Mike may be interested. It's like, bring him in. And it uh, finally got him in there. And it was like, it was, an, it was a natural fit for what this project's about, what it's doing. Yeah, so we have uh, among us some of Tulsa's most experienced musicians. I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> well, sounds like we're, sounds like we're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And some several of the interviews we've done with local guys, at least three, three or four of them, your names come up when we just yeah. ask them, "Who do you like around town?" Yeah, so it's always John Alada. Yeah, they all say that. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> that's flattering. But so, how do you guys describe this sound? Is it similar to the the joint effects since it's no, your guitars? No, I, or, I mean, what do you think? I'd say definitely not. You know, it's I'm going for a whole different sound on this one. I mean, yeah, it's still me playing, but it's, it's just got a whole other vibe, whole other feel to it all. It's got a different attitude. Um, you know, working with these guys, it's just everything's been brought out a lot more. And, just bigger sound, wider sound. It's one of it's one of the reasons that um, this is a big deal for me because each of us are out of our normal element from what we normally are doing right. to make something different. And so when we, we sit around in a room, it's like, well, this obviously isn't what I used to do in King Shifter or what Tony used to do and even the dogs or John and his deal or even what Mike has done. I think it's been more jarring for Mike <laughs> than it has for any of us. You know, but he, he he's been a trooper, man. He's been he's been along with it solid and he's really starting to you know I can't say like the tuning, but he's starting to respect it a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Yeah. But everybody, everybody in this band is doing something a little bit different than what we were accustomed to doing. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I'm in this position today is because I wanted to grow. And I think this band is allowing us to do that. So. Yeah, I mean, just from what I heard, I can definitely tell, well, that, that doesn't sound anything like King Shifter. No. So that's, <laughs> that's cool that you're just, you know, totally mixing it up well, and all think, that. I don't think any of us, anything that we're doing right now sounds it's like, like yeah, anything true. that anything, yeah. you know, we just right. previously came from. So I, that's, that's real cool. I mean, I, I didn't want to be in another Stoner Doom band. I don't want to be <laughs> uh, pigeonholed, so if you will. But uh, this, this group here is uh, more than enough for me to get, get deep and, um, 
have an outlet and explore some different things vocally and just have some, you know, different kind of groove with us too. So I like that. The same for me, not singing in this group has allowed me to do, allowed me to explore other things on guitar, you know. Have you been in a band before where you weren't singing or is this the first time? No, this is, this is first. I mean, I, well, I know you guys haven't played live, but is it a weird... Um, weird feeling you think or is it something be easy you know I thought it was going to be a little weird but now it's it's uh, really been smooth uh, like a fish to water I guess you'd say <laughs> well, hurry up get him in the boat yeah. <laughs> do all you guys chip in on stuff or is it just like uh, two guys or one guy that writes everything or how's that how's that kind of came about the songwriting is very collective um, I've never experienced a songwriting group like this before, um, especially with the amount of experience we have in this band. I know Tony and I, we've, we've been, we both come from touring acts, and so we've had to sit around and learn how to compose, and we've had to learn how to arrange things, and you know, uh, we, we really take a look at uh, the best assets of everyone, and we, we use what we do, and we use what we do well, and uh Sometimes people have this big misconception if you continue to do certain things the same way that it won't be any different. Well, sometimes your environment's different. Sometimes what's in your head's different, and that's what's come out in the music so far. Well, you guys have been writing a while leading up to this recording. Like, have you done it, like, together in a room? Yes. Or is it? Oh, yeah. We actually had a couple of songs done before Mike came in, but... Once he came in, it was kind of like, okay, make these yours, and then this is what we've got, you know. And we just, we just kind of went from there. Let, allowed him to just to just run with it, add his, add his little flavor to it. So, okay, it's not a it's not a one person writing all the music and saying, okay, this is what we're gonna play, this is how we're gonna do it. Well, how'd you guys uh, adapt to? I mean, you guys have worked together before, but how'd you adapt to writing with someone you'd never written before? You said it was easy, but was it like, was uh, there anything about it that was weird at first or is it just a natural no um, it's been pretty natural it yeah. feels like I mean it's some things you've got to get used to you know just mainly hanging out getting to know each other has been the hardest part you know because we do live quite a little ways from each other and it's not easy just to go to someone's each other's house and hang out but uh like for me, taking time to get to know Sprout and hanging out with him, and then of course with Tony, we went through that in the process when he first hooked up with me and joined Effect, and um, now I'm getting to do it with Mike, and you know that's that's a big part of it to me. It's not the hardest part though. There hasn't been any hard parts in this band. I I haven't seen anything yet. And I think rhythmically for me, it's been a, a real natural feel to work with Mike. I mean, it's just like, I think the first time we played together, for me, it, it felt like, that gum. we've been doing this together for a while, you know, because it was yeah. just such, you know, it just, everything just seemed to fall into place and just fit real well. That's the most, in, the, in a band, for me, the most important relationship is the relationship that I have with my bass player. Right. And I think musically, when we started playing together, it was just like so, so natural, like we had been doing it, you know, together for a while, so... It's, it's, this has been a real natural 
you would think from where we're coming from and from what we all did prior to that there would be, you know, some conflict and some, some static, but it's really been a natural, it's really been a natural process since we've been together. Uh, one of the reasons I think it's been so easy is because we're, we're all open to the process. We'll try out all ideas, any ideas as far as songwriting and, uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We're not going to sit and cry about it. You know, we're right. not going to spend all night on it. But we do a really good job of uh, communicating ideas with each other and trying them out. And, oh, maybe this sounds better two times or maybe it sounds better four times. It could be just as simple and silly as that. But we're not going to spend forever on it. Uh, that, that's, that's been pretty easy, just communicating with everybody. And everybody does a really good job of describing their ideas because sometimes you'll be in a jam room <laughs> and you got one guy saying something, the other three or four cats don't even know what he's talking about, you know. But everybody does a pretty good job of explaining things in the band when it comes to songwriting. Do you have that same feeling when you came in? Yeah. Like, where it was real natural for you coming in? Yeah, it was. It was very different than the project I was working on before, like polar opposite, but... But it fell together pretty quickly. After a couple of weeks, I dropped the other project. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to do because I really liked it. I really liked the music. But what, what's what's funny is, for about a month, I was jamming in this group with Mike. He was, you know, he's mentioning, and um, <laughs> the music was good. The music was real good. But ultimately, it came down to some things to where, you know, it wasn't a good, you know, good situation for me to continue in. Not that it was bad, but I wanted something a little bit more, a little bit something more progressive when it comes to being in a band. Right. So this is your guys' full-time thing now, all four of you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this... uh what we're recording, what, what you guys, what we're, what you guys are recording right now. I mean, when do you? What's the schedule? Like, when do you plan want to have something out? Well, um, we do uh, want to release a song here in the next week or two. Mm -hmm. um, this is the beginning of the process for recording our EP. So hopefully, uh, in June we'll have a release, a formal release, and uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna start gigging and doing a little bit of traveling. There you go. There you go. And that, is this going to be just something like uh, digital? Or are you going to you're going to get a CD out? Or well, I think the first couple of songs will probably be digital. But mm -hmm. then as we get you know the final product, it will obviously be yeah um, something physical like copies. Physical copy. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, do you have any live dates set up you can mention? Or? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You will see us live soon. Unfortunately, yeah. we just we just you know, can't, can't talk about, talk about it. But yeah, okay. yeah, we do. I mean, this is the part about Fight Club I don't like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the part of Fight Club I don't like. You right. know, and that's okay. Keep them keep them in the dark until yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but big things are for sure covered. You know, oh. don't think we try to sit here try to be cruel, y'all, because we're not. We. <laughs> We, we, we love internet radio land and podcast land. It's just that there's just certain things we can't talk about or, you know. Certain, certain ways things got to be done. Right. 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 The, exactly. There's channels and red tape and <laughs> attitudes at play. Y'all understand. There's principalities involved. In right. This. Right. So, yeah. But, but stay tuned. You'll find us. Cool. Cool. <laughs> 
Well, I know you've been on stage with him. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But have yeah. any of your other guys performed? Well, obviously you two. Have you performed with any of these guys live before? Or no? no, sir. No? Well, I performed with Anthony once. Uh, it was the Joint Effects last show. Yeah. I did one tune right. with him. Oh, yeah, that's one, right. Yeah, 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 I did one tune. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we was doing the song Keep It Real. Joint Effect. That was my favorite Joint Effect, too. It's a good one. So, is, speaking of Joint Effect, is that just on hiatus, or is that done? Uh, I think the name is done. You know, if I mean, I'm sure I'll continue to make music and uh, everything till I die, but if I do anything else on my own, as far as the band, it, it won't be that name. I've... I've uh, sort of regretted that name since we came up with it and it just kind of stuck and <clears throat> but it's definitely something I'd like to get out from under and uh, so right now it's it's uh, it's definitely not working right now it's it's uh, it's been laid to rest right now All right. well you mentioned the name that's a question I wanted to ask you where the Screaming Red Mutiny name come from? I was, uh, John and I were trying to get Screaming Red Mutiny started over a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. It just didn't happen. So once we decided we could do this and we can get together and start, we decided to just continue using that name. And, uh, what the name means to me is, uh, our, our logo is a, f- a red fist. A uh, fist is pretty much an international symbol of solidarity. And red meaning the same color of blood everybody has running through their body. So Screaming Red Mutiny is about the people coming together instead of the people rebelling against things. And uh, there's no shortage of people telling... Uh, no shortage sure of bands telling people to be aggressive and to uh, go out there and smoke dope or drink every night. But I, one of the things I wanted to accomplish in Screaming Red Mutiny was to give back to uh, fans what they've given me was hope. And uh, it's a very, very positive thing going on here. And we're all happy about it. And the content reflects that. As well as the uh, energy and the music. So as lyrically, is it an uplifting type thing? Or? Um, it's still very real. Uh, the The content is different from what I did in King Shifter. Um, of course, King Shifter is a separate animal. But I, I, I feel differently than what I felt three years ago. I'm a whole different person. Sometimes being in a band, when you change and your music doesn't, it seems like you're still kind of stuck in the past in a way. Because nobody stays the same. I don't care how long you know somebody. Something about them changes. And this band pretty much reflects my attitude about life right now. Uh, and hopefully it can help other people, you know, discover how beautiful their life is. And that the bad things that happen to you is just a flash in the pan, man. You can make it. But we want to try and give people some hope anymore. All this chaos going on. Yeah, and there's lots of it. Are you handling all the lyrics like you did with King Shifter? Or is yes. there any input? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I've been uh, 
the chief lyricist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of it's just the stuff that's going on in my mind. It's a lot of stuff that's happened to me. It's some things that's happened to others. You know, life is a big clipboard where you can write down the things that bother you and try and make sense of it. You know, and sometimes it's not easy to do. But if you have a general understanding of where your heart lies, you can express it. Well, this may be looking too far ahead, but after this EP, are you looking to do a full album down the line or just yes, do it as it comes type thing? Or? We're going to, uh, funny thing is we still haven't finished all of our songwriting. So uh, <laughs> That's one of the cool things about this band. It's now, with, with the exception of the last two rehearsals, because we were getting ready to record, every rehearsal that we've had, we've written something. Uh, something new. I mean, every time we've been together. So um, there's no telling what's going to come out of this band this time, you know, three, four, five months yeah. down the road. That's great that stuff just keeps coming and yeah. coming. That's awesome. That's a good sign. <clears throat> you know, um, it, it. I know in my situation in particular, uh, I didn't get a chance to create a whole lot of music. You know, there, of course, there's always the the business and the stuff you have to do. Like you have to hit the road, you have to do this. But somewhere, sometimes the the aspect of creating music gets lost along the way or it gets kind of pushed by the wayside. But we really do want to make uh, songwriting and creating uh, a priority. You know, we don't want to write just 12, 14, 15 songs. All right, let's go out there. And then here it is time later. Like, all right, where have we, what have we progressed on musically? I mean, what, what are we doing here? So we're, we're, we're doing a good job of keeping it fresh for ourselves while it's still fresh. <laughs> it's, it's been so fresh that I think myself, I can hear us growing already. You know, just from the first song we wrote to the fourth song we wrote. It's, it's starting to, I can see it growing already definitely hear it well if you're recording an EP are you going to have enough songs written to fill a full set oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay oh yeah definitely we're not that far from that now no okay. so so is it a hard decision on what songs are getting recorded or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all so good to us man you know like the all, these songs are our babies, and it's kind of hard to pick the best-looking baby out of your, you know, you just can't do that. We decided we were going to record um, at Simpson Studios, and once we had put everything in place, it's a, it's like, okay, so what are we going to record? And we all three, all four of us said, we want to do this one and this one, and then, you know, uh, Mike records practices, so we get a new song on the recording, and we come back to rehearsal the next week, and it's like, uh, do we think that those are going to be the best songs? <laughs> because we just wrote this one. It's pretty good, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll second guess ourselves a little bit on that right. department because what you put on a record is important. Uh, it, it's, uh, we're going to, we're going to announce song titles and, uh, soon I still haven't decided on a, uh, title for the EP. But well, that'll be out here in the next week. You have like a few contenders. Are you whittling it down? Um, no, it's That's usually that one thing that comes up that sticks. Yeah. Of course, every of course, I'll go through a whole bunch of my head. You know, I'm even more than willing to hear suggestions. You know, <laughs> <laughs> suggestions are always great. 
you know, so I used to, I used to feel I had to put all that burden on myself as far as the creative aspects of records like that. I'll come up with ideas and then I present them to the band, to bands I've been in. They'd sit there like, yep, nope, nope, yep, nope. I'm like, well, where are your ideas? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a critic, you know, but, but, you know, we're, we're, we're re- doing really well on that as far as create, creating music part and. Well, I don't think we mentioned earlier on we're recording this in the studio. Did you want to give a shout out to this guy right here? Yes. Uh, we're actually recording at Simpson Studio. I've actually worked with Kyle um, in a previous project. And when we were deciding where we were going to record, I told him, you know, I wanted to work with Kyle because uh, for me, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of stuff that I hear, it just sonically isn't where I would like for it to, to be. And because we are in kind of a lower tuning, no kind of, we, we're in we a are very low <laughs> tuning. We're in a lower tuning. I didn't know anyone around who could capture us sonically the way that I wanted to be captured. So I kept telling the guys, you know, you need to, you need to check, we need to check Kyle out. We need to check Kyle out. And uh, I let them hear some of the stuff that we had done with him, pre- I had done with him previously. So, you know, I've, I've, I had heard Kyle's work by listening to even the dogs so already you know i was like oh word really okay you know we had come up with a few different ideas for recording we thought about going to some of the local studios we thought about going to wichita kansas to where um when i was in king shifter we recorded 26 tons because you know that pretty good quality on that but this is this is more convenient and i like the atmosphere here it's really good and I like the production also. Um, Kyle's got a great ear for um, hearing stuff. You know, as we write songs, we don't. A lot of times, we don't hear a lot of that extra stuff. And it's nice to have a fresh ear, not only recording you, but hear that extra stuff. That hey, you know, here's here's what I heard. Here's something that I think, you know, makes it a little fuller. So, cool. Cool. now, last over the course of the interview, I've heard. You guys talk about tuning down. Are you guys tuning down a lot? Is this something new for all you guys? Or I was in a band that played in G Sharp in okay. 2003. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Yeah. But for the most part, the bands I've been in over the years have been between the tunings of C Sharp and, and G Sharp. Yeah. So that's a pretty big gap there that my range vocally can handle. So, I mean, this this is very comfortable for me as far as the tuning and singing it. I was never a fan of six-string guitars tuning down that low. But uh, Tony came down one evening and threw the seven-string at me, and, and uh, I haven't put it down since. <laughs> it's just, it's opened up a whole new world to me, and it feels great. And I can't imagine going back to a six-string now. <laughs> <laughs> So you haven't been playing seven string that long? Uh, no. Really? No. I had actually went and got it set up, and uh, I wanted to, because I also write, and I wanted to, I wanted it to be tuned where we were writing at the time, so I took it to rehearsal. I said, here, I need you to tune this for me, and it just, I could just see the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) With his his hands and, and got it tuned, and he hit that first chord, and it was like, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna get that back anytime soon. So. All right. <laughs> Say bye to that one. This isn't Wolf Brand Chili. This is Bronx Chili. Yeah, you know, for y'all Tulsa locals, know what I'm talking about. You know, but 
That's awesome. <laughs> this stuff's made in New York City. Are you guys planning to... I think you did say that earlier. Get out of town. You planning to take this on the road yes. soon? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's probably going to happen sooner we thought. <laughs> the way things are looking. Uh, man, I wish I could talk about some of the things, but I just, <laughs> hey, I just can't. About a week, you know? <laughs> Something will be announced within a week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who knows when that stuff you know, happens. Yeah. But when it does, I'll, we will for sure let you know what's going on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anybody else got anything they want to interject or? No, we're just, I think we're all pretty excited about what's coming up, yeah. what's going on. Um, definitely excited about the new project. And, uh, you know, hoping that people like it as much as we do. You know, because I think we, we're definitely in it. Yeah. We're definitely in it for the long haul, so. Is Michael, is this quiet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Except when he screws up, the obscenities fly. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys talking to us. No, really, Mike is a funny guy. You just kind of have to catch him while he's talking, you know? <laughs> and we thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, you thank know, you, man. You guys do problems. such good yeah. work in the area, man, you know? You, I don't know how many times over the years I've been a part of a podcast. I think I probably told you the same thing last time. Yeah. Like, man, it's nice that you guys have actual questions. <laughs> yeah. So, Sprout, how tall are you? Do you play for the Denver Nuggets? What size shoe do you wear? Do you like pizza? I love pizza. Well, Jiminy Christmas, dude. Really. Y'all the real deal. I got much love and respect for y'all. Right on, well, thanks. Thunder you. Underground, y'all. There you go. Sprout. Mike Starkey, John Halata, Anthony Hinton, all four of the members of Screaming Red Mutiny. We appreciate them, like we said earlier, inviting us into the studio to see a little bit of the recording and uh, talk to them. Had a great time. Chat came out good. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, you know, I always say oh, it was going to be a good one, but <laughs> this is really a good one. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And you know you always get a funnier story or two from Sprout, and we got that. Yes. That guy will always have you laughing. Yeah. And it's just great to see all these guys doing something they love. You know, this band seems like the type that, you know, like I said, you know, they, they came together, they formed a, a new sound, and I do believe that with the guys involved that this will go somewhere. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. said that a lot about other bands, but I I don't say it unless I truly believe it. You That's know? right. That's right. <laughs> And, like we mentioned, Sprout, go back in the past episodes on SoundCloud.com or SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground. And we've had an episode where we just had Sprout on. Um, This was back last summer, I believe. And that's a really good one as well. All kinds of stories and stuff about his past and King Shifter and all that. We've also got stuff from everyone from Europe to... Crowbar, That's right. Warrant, Battlecross, Sons of Texas, Miss May I, Severmind, Driver. We just had Cody Slain on from Blackwater Rebellion. Yep, if you haven't heard that one yet, go yeah. back and listen to it. Mike Starkey, who was just on this one, was a former member of Blackwater. And we had 
I just went blank. Insight, you know, good thrash oh, yeah. metal, just like Battle Cross. We mentioned them a lot because we want people to know about them. Oklahoma Braves, Dave Cantrell. Oh, yeah. The list is getting pretty big. That's right. And yeah. it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. Coming up later this week, be on the lookout. We've got Lenny Lashley from the Street Dogs and Dark. I almost said Dark Water because I had Black Water in my mind. <laughs> but Dark Buster. That'll be a great one. We're going to, besides talking about him and his interview, we're going to play a track from a punk band out of Tulsa called Madewell and just talk about some punk for a little bit. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm really excited for this one. We've been talking about this one, so it's finally coming. Yeah. And we also might eventually have an episode about Motley Crue, too. And we talked about it 40 times, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but this punk one is actually going to fucking happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's already been half recorded. Right? Definitely. <laughs> Well, once again, Facebook.com, Thunder Underground. Also, THNDRUNDR Ground on Twitter. The Thunder Underground on Instagram. The Thunder Underground on YouTube. Thunder Underground on Periscope. And TheThunderUnderground.com is the website that houses all this stuff. That's right. And I just had an idea. All right. If, on the Motley Crew episode, we should just say every other word. Of whatever it is we're going to say. That's a great idea. That would be a complete Motley Crue episode. <laughs> Vince Neil would fucking say, love it. We could say it out of tune. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of... Okay. Side note. You know, we're going to hear this in a few days, but this past weekend I saw Dead Metal Society at the Cimarron in Tulsa. That's right. And while, you know, I didn't see the whole time they were there, probably like two hours or something like that. And... We all know they're a great band, but they played, while I was there, I saw them play Wildside and Shout at the Devil. Yeah. And it was worlds better than Vince Neil. There you go. Todd, oh, I don't, I don't Todd, doubt it. Todd Edwards from Dead Metal Society, congratulations. You kick ass. You knocked Vince <laughs> Neil's dick in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> we've had two episodes with members of Dead Metal Society. That's Nine, right. And Jason Gilardi. Go check those out. That's right. And now I'll quit rambling, and until next time, later. Thunder Underground, y'all.